millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As a movie fan, there's nothing quite like being rewarded for your viewership. But across the film industry, there have been so, so many times when we all thought we were getting said payoff only for it to ultimately prove to be nothing more than simply a tease of what could have been. I'm Gareth from WhatCulture.com, and here are 10 movies that cruelly teased what we really wanted to see. Number 10, a baby-faced nemesis in Resident Evil Apocalypse. The inclusion of franchise favorite villain Nemesis in Resident Evil Apocalypse was so great in so many ways for so long. That is, of course, until this 2004 second entry in the movie franchise pulled the rug out from underneath its audience during the sequel's final act. Opting to utilize practical effects for this creature, Apocalypse delivered a nemesis that looked like Nemesis, that stalked its prey like Nemesis, and that really was the nemesis we'd all hoped to see brought to life. But just when we thought Resident Evil Apocalypse had given us a worthy take on Nemesis, all of that impressive groundwork was ruined by the picture flipping all of that on its head. Giving Nemesis the backstory of being the human Matt Addison was maybe a tad questionable, yet Apocalypse still managed to make the hulking powerhouse work so well for the majority of its duration. Then though, any positive thoughts and goodwill was thrown straight out of the window when Nemesis had a change of heart, turning into a good guy during the movie's close as he remembers his human self and thus sacrifices himself to help Mila Jovovich's Alice save the day. Number 9, Iron Man 3 delivers the perfect Mandarin, then takes it away. Admittedly, Ben Kingsley's depiction of the Mandarin was a little bit different to the rogue scene within the pages of Marvel Comics. Still, Kingsley succeeded in giving film fans a brilliant, if not again, slightly different take on a character who had been around in comic book form since 1964. In Iron Man 3, we had a a Mandarin who felt like a threat that was genuinely too much for Tony Stark to deal with in the MCU. Of course, that amazing take on the Mandarin would be revealed to be a complete and utter sham, though, with actor Trevor Slattery playing the role of the Mandarin as part of a plan from Guy Pearce's Aldrich Killian. You could actually say Iron Man 3 didn't just tease us with what we wanted, it totally made that wish a reality for a good hour of its runtime, before then highlighting that this was all merely a giant ruse, which is arguably even more frustrating than just a brief tease. Number 8, Colossus Big X2 Moment. Many a long-time X2 
X-Men comic book fan was excited at the big screen arrival of Pyotr Rasputin in 2003's X-Men sequel, X2. This is a character who had gone on to become one of the most pivotal parts of Xavier's mutant team in the comics throughout the decades leading up to said feature. Brian Singer's X2 still holds up as a phenomenal film to this day, and it's one of the first genuinely great superhero pictures. One major gripe of many when it comes to X2, though, is the major tease of Colossus and what he brings to the table. Here we find a Piotr slash Peter who is one of the gifted youngsters studying at Professor X's school. As the school comes under attack from Stryker's troops, Colossus is one of those who takes the lead and looks to get his fellow students to safety. While that is all well and good, the big tease here was Rasputin telling Wolverine, I can help you, when it comes to taking down Stryker's forces. For those well aware of what Colossus can really do, this was the moment we'd all been waiting for. Only for Peter to be shunted off to look after the troubled youngsters rather than step up to fight alongside Logan. What a damn shame. Number 7, Alien 3's bogus tagline. Alien 3 is infamous for its problematic production, with creative and personnel changes dogging the film right through until it was finally released in May 1992. Where Alien 3 gets lambasted for teasing audiences is not so much in the film itself though. Instead, the tease came during the early promotional push for David Fincher's threequel effort. After the success of the first two iconic features, Alien 3 promised to take things to an entirely different level by bringing the franchise to Earth. That was what we were promised, and that was a prospect that had many a fan of sci-fi horror salivating. This ultimately proved to be total BS though, with Alien 3 not even coming close to landing on Earth. And thus, years of alien heartache began. Number 6, Santiago Munez's World Cup dream becomes a nightmare in Goal 3. For football fans, that is football, not soccer, the first two goal movies were a welcome addition to the world of sports-based films. The story of Santiago Munez's journey from poverty and promise to riches and success was an engaging one, full of plenty of grin-inducing, if not often cheesy, cameos from some of the biggest football names on the planet. What the goal trilogy offered up was the chance to see Kuno Becker's Santiago go from struggling hopeful to a professional contract with Newcastle United to a big money move to to Real Madrid, and then the opportunity for Munez to showcase his skills on the grandest stage of them all, the World Cup. That all-conquering World Cup tournament was always planned to play out in Goal 3 taking on the world, but that threequel was nothing but a cruel tease of what could have been. Having invested their time in two movies, audiences were left in disbelief when Goal 3 featured Santiago Munez in a minor role, having him ruled out of the World Cup due to an injury, in a bait-and-switch taking on the world instead put the focus on the England national team, and Leo Gregory's Charlie Braithwaite and JJ Field's Liam Adams. That was not the film we signed up for, guys. Not cool. Number 5, The Passing of the Torch That Never Was in Jaws The Revenge One of the greatest movies in the history of cinema, Jaws was followed up in 1978 by the oft-overlooked Jaws 2. But while some have an appreciation for that second Jaws picture, there's even less love for the 3D shenanigans of Jaws 3. By the time of a fourth Jaws film, one of the few hopes surrounding the opening of the movie was that Sean Brody would get to pick up from where his father left off in those first two pictures. By the time of Jaws the Revenge, we found a Sean Brody who was a police deputy destined to follow in the footsteps of Chief Martin Brody. And while the opening moments of Jaws the Revenge saw Sean keeping an eye on Amity Island in a way befitting his old man, all hope of seeing the youngest Brody offspring being the film's focal point were thrown away after just 10 minutes. Heading out 
out to investigate a stray log that's causing problems for a boy, Sean is met by a gnarly shark that bites off his arm before ultimately finishing the job. Number 4, The Force Awakens makes us wait two hours for one minute of Luke Skywalker. Truth be told, it was actually technically less than one minute of screen time. Man, oh man, did Star Wars The Force Awakens make us wait and wait and wait for the long-anticipated return of Master Skywalker. For those old enough to have been around at a time when there was solely the original Star Wars trilogy and nothing else, the hope of many was to someday see a follow-up film that picked things up with a Luke Skywalker who was now very much a Jedi Master. When it was revealed that Mark Hamill would be back in the saddle for Episode 7, fans were desperate to see the cinematic return of this beloved, iconic character. And while we did indeed get that in The Force Awakens, that return came in the final minute of the movie, teasing us all with the prospect of Luke for two hours before giving us the most fleeting of fleeting appearances. Likewise, some would even argue that what we got from Skywalker in The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker was also just another tease of what we really could have got from the mighty Luke Skywalker. Number 3, The Hangover 3 gives us the film we really wanted, after it had already ended. The Hangover became so hugely popular for how it opened with a scene of chaos and carnage, and then elaborated on the insanities that caused said chaos and carnage. Many had presumed that The Hangover Part 2 would follow the same formula that had worked so well for its predecessor. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's largely what we all got, and it again made for a film that brought the chuckles from so many. So by the time of 2013's The Hangover Part 3, fans of those first two films presumed that the tried and tested approach of a wake-up movie would again be the order of the day. Instead, that was not the case, with the third Hangover offering resisting the temptation to revert back to the hugely popular approach. However, director Todd Phillips did give fans a glimpse of what could have been, with the mid-credit sequence of The Hangover Part 3 seeing our familiar faces waking up after yet another chaotic night of debauchery. Calling to Phillips himself, this mid-credit scene was done as an FU to those who threw shade at the franchise for the prospect of one of these days slash nights happening yet again. But that's that's what we wanted. The, uh. Number 2, Bucky Barnes, Captain America. Captain America, the first Avenger, was the absolute pitch-perfect way to introduce the famed Sentinel of Liberty into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Joe Johnston's 2011 picture was, no pun intended, a marvel, caught the spirit and charm of Captain America brilliantly, and managed to introduce that character to a whole new set of eyes. Part of that Cap origin story, the first Avenger pulled inspiration from the comics in terms of having Steve's best pal Bucky die. Sebastian Stan's Bucky went out with an almighty bang, falling to his demise as part of an attack on a train carrying Arnim Zola. Before Barnes exited the picture though, fans were teased with the brief image of Bucky Barnes wielding Captain America's famed shield as he unloaded his firearm, something that was a stunning tease for those familiar with Bucky's comic book antics, and his own time going under the Captain America moniker. Similarly, Captain America the Winter Soldier would also deliver the visual of Bucky holding the vibranium shield, only for Marvel to ultimately swerve us yet again in Endgame by having Cap bestow his trusty tool onto Sam Wilson instead of best bud Buck. Number 1, The Cloverfield Paradox provides a lazy final moment tie-in. Cloverfield Paradox is a film that largely disappointed, and one of the major reasons for that is in how it was a Cloverfield sequel that really wasn't a Cloverfield sequel. Much like its predecessor, 10 Cloverfield Lane, Cloverfield Paradox is a film that didn't start life as a sequel to Matt Reeves' 2008 Cloverfield. Unlike 10 Cloverfield 
Cloverfield Lane, though, the Cloverfield Paradox was received negatively by fans and critics alike. The tie-ins to the main Cloverfield movie were ham-fisted and forced, with additional Earth-based scenes shot and added solely as a way to make the picture feel more connected to the original film. The presumption was that the Cloverfield Paradox would give us more of a proper glimpse at the monster that caused so much damage and destruction in the first film. Instead, all we got was a final shot look at the creature in a way that very much felt like a here's what you could have won moment. When will we ever learn? Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.